Alrighty, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Spandex Planet. We're still in quarantine, and uh, Orange County, where uh, the WWE Performance Center is, has deemed WWE an essential business. I don't know uh, how or why, um, but that's that's pretty neat. I, I think, I mean, look, I, I guess I would rather have wrestling to watch every week than um, have nothing. So I, I'm not complaining. Uh, it's just uh, kind of funny. I think uh, I was just reading something about um, like all sports as long as it's in like a closed arena um, or closed venue with no like fan or whatever interactions where um, the company can control stuff um, like control testing or, or who comes in and out or whatever. I think they're going to allow to, to do this kind of stuff. So, you know, that's cool. Uh, which means we could potentially have some sorts of sporting events um, like, like, actual sports um aside from like ufc which you know they already did one empty arena show and then uh word on the street is that disney um told them they couldn't proceed with ufc 249 from uh like tribal land which honestly is a huge bummer the ferguson uh khabib uh nirmagomedov fight is just cursed and you know i i still i blame that on the pandemic so Oh, I don't know. Um, but I'm not a, like a sports guy, so I don't know what other sports would be occurring. Like, imagine if this went till August and there was like, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that's when the NFL season starts and there's like football games with no audience. That's going to, I mean, that's even weirder than wrestling with no audience, honestly. So uh, that's going to be bizarre, but <laughs> uh, WWE, an essential business. So who knows what this means? Maybe there are some uh, indie promotions, which I know, like Joey Janela. Uh, I don't know if it was Game Changer Wrestling or, or what did did a show uh, like a social distancing type of thing already. Um, but I could see some other, you know, smaller uh, indie companies just getting the roster in and and maybe being able to have a, a show with no crowd, like live streamed or something, and you know, have people pay admission to, I don't know. I, I mean, I think if they could manage that, that would be, that'd be great. Cause it is just super duper sad, um, to see like these indie companies and these indie guys just losing so much money right now. Um, and, and I also think, uh, uh, back to like bigger promotions on the AEW front, this would mean that they can run too, um, which I know they just taped a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. Um, Maybe, you know, regardless of what happens with this, we, we won't see uh, the loss of, of any uh, any shows. And I just still just can't wait for things to go back to normal. Um, but that's not the point of this podcast. Uh, but, I you know, it might have to be for a little while. I think, like, you know, the whole point of this is, like, following me through a wrestling journey, talking about, like, wrestling school. And, like, I have other segments planned and stuff um, for some variety, but... I can't really train, obviously, uh, as far as wrestling goes, and that kind of cuts the legs out from what I'm really able to do. 
but what I can focus on is like what I'm doing in the meantime to like continue to get ready. Um, I, I have some segments planned as far as like fitness and like training and things that I'm doing like that, maybe some advice. Um, and then also, uh, I'm going to have like a, a fantasy booking, uh, segment that I, that I've, that I've really thought about because I think we've all done it. We've all been, watching uh tv watching wwe or or i guess you know whatever aew wcw ecw whatever and just been like that is not what i would have done especially with wwe and uh i just think it'd be fun to really kind of go over like changes that i would have made uh from a booking standpoint and maybe some of them don't really make sense in the larger picture of the business but this this is kind of a a direction that i would have gone and i'm definitely pretty passionate about a couple of them and it'll vary, uh, different time periods, different um, different wrestlers, different things. And so that'll be fun to kind of go over and, and, you know, probably even get some conversation started. I'd love to hear some opinions uh, on, on my booking versus what the actual booking that took place was and, and what you would have done. So that'll be fun. Um, obviously, we're going to keep up with, with the news. Um, there's no reason to not on a, on a wrestling-centric podcast to uh, discuss wrestling news. And it's coming out daily and it's ever evolving. So I think that that also makes sense to do along with just updates. So for the update for, you know, obviously, like I said, I I'm, I'm definitely unable to train. Um, and if we're just looking at like some housekeeping type of stuff, just some, some things to cover that I'm doing. Like, I think I, I am, I am weight training, although I'm not wrestling training, um, watching the diet and trying kind of like different things, um, really like getting a handle on, you know, I'm working from home. Like I stated, definitely very fortunate, um, because I, you know, I have a job and a steady source of income, but I'm also afforded some flexibility with that. So I'm able to really like dial in my training. Um, and then also kind of, even though maybe it's a little early, it, I'm definitely looking at my like character development, um, and I, in the past, Prada Holostar was, was the gimmick. The tag team was the Holostar brothers. Um, and in that, I don't think I'm going to stick in that direction. First off, I, I'm not like 20 years old with a clean shaven face, uh, the Justin Bieber haircut anymore. Maybe I still do have a Justin Bieber haircut. I don't know. I don't really know what that means. Uh, but that's what wrestling, uh, fans in the South used to chant because <clears throat> I was young and had blonde hair. Um, but, you know, I think I, I definitely want to go in a different direction. I just don't really know what that direction is yet. I like, I have gear made that says Prada on it and stuff. That was really like expensive where I'm like, man, I'd hate to see this go to waste. Um, but the Prada is like stitched on. So like, maybe I can just like unstitch it and remove it. Um, I don't really know. I, so, you know, I, I have a couple of different ideas, like gimmick wise, like I, it's not necessarily like a gimmick and I, I don't know what I want to do yet. You know, I think a really popular thing to do on the indies is the, the no gimmick needed gimmick. And I can like, I can see why that's popular. And, you know, maybe the gimmick is just that I am just, I don't know, like a little eccentric. Like I think that's what most people do, but I just, I don't know what I want to do yet. Um, I, I, I have like theming and like ideas for like gear um, specifically, um, you know, really venturing into like the long tights world, just because I think that it's cool to be able to, um, have like, uh, 
the flexibility and and um like creativity to really do a lot of different types of designs and, and there's a lot of like room for unique designs and things like that so that that's that's definitely a path I'm going down um probably maybe like the like a Bret Hart style where it's like the singlet with the tights over it uh, because like although my training is dialed in I'm not quite where I want to be and and who knows maybe by the time I'm I'm able to to really get in the ring and like do some matches and stuff like and, and work some shows I'm in better shape and I'm in good enough shape to, to just run the, the tights and that's it. But I also kind of like that look like growing up. I mean, my, my absolute heroes growing up were Rob Van Dam and Chris Jericho. And so, you know, Rob Van Dam had the singlet, Jericho had the tights, you know, that combo of that is great. Uh, and I think, you know, like Kurt Hawkins, for example, is the guy that still rocks that look. And I, I think he looks, he looks really good. Um, sometimes it doesn't look really good. I think that was the thing Christian used to do, like 2003 slash 2004-ish. Christian uh, had that look going, and and I don't – he didn't look particularly great, but I think I could rock it. I don't know. Um, I, I also – and this maybe just sounds like the obvious choice to some folks, but, like, hear me out as, as to why I'm not, like, fully on board with this idea yet – um, it's a gimmick, right? Uh, the gimmick would be Prada Hollistar was an alter ego of mine for sure. Um, same storyline, like Hollistars grew up like rich kids, got modeling gigs cause their dad slash parents were like agents and multimedia slash like real estate moguls or whatever, uh, in, in like Europe and, and South America and, and all these other places. Um, and we just grew up like little shits and we had like private wrestling training and private like martial arts training. And then that's why we're on the indie circuit and, you know, silly, just like indie stuff, but it was like fun, you know? And my idea now is like, Hey, it's years later. We got like cast out of wrestling. My parents lost everything. I am unable to get contracts. I got older, got worse looking. That's where the facial hair comes in. Um, living like, on the streets basically for a long time or in like dumpy places, couch surfing, not in contact with my brother anymore. So it's just me, family fell apart, whatever. And so like gear wise, I'm thinking like, um, like, like a full on, like just incredible ECW type look, like ripped up denim shorts, still with the kick pads because you know, kickers are dope. And you know, maybe like a tank top or muscle muscle shirt. Um, it's kind of scroungy looking. I don't know. And, and I think that that gimmick is cool. But the problem is, number one, I don't know if I want to commit myself to that just because from a gimmick standpoint, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, it, I I don't know. It, it's tough. Like, I, I, you should, it should be you turned up, right? And I think even though the Holosar, like, backstory um, was, was pretty, like, silly, like the way that we acted in the ring was very like us. Like we're just acted like idiots. Like a lot of inspiration from like Jim Carrey, uh, like Tim and Eric, just weird, just like dumb, goofy stuff. Chuck Taylor was like a wrestling comedy type of person. We, we, uh, we really, you know, modeled some stuff after. Um, but this other gimmick is like less fun. And so I don't know. I, I just feel like maybe I wouldn't be able to commit myself to it. Maybe I would. I also do enjoy acting. So it's like, maybe that's kind of my thing. I don't know. But that's that's sort of the idea. Um, and honestly, as, as dumb as this sounds, I love just looking 
like a wrestler. So the idea that I would wrestle and not gear um, is like attractive to me in the sense that it would be cheap um, and easy to pull off, but unattractive in that I wouldn't look as cool. And, you know, I, I guess I could still go with like tights and stuff, but then it doesn't really fit the gimmick. And it just, you get into this weird thing and I'm probably just overthinking it. And maybe it's too early to even be thinking about this, but those are the kind of things I do. We're in quarantine. What else am I supposed to do? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So th- those are kind of like where I'm lying with like gimmicks and gear and stuff right now. Um, I'll obviously, you know, keep everybody updated, but it, it's been, a, it's been a tough idea. And I think really more than anything, if I didn't have all this time to think about it, I would be more focused on just the training. Um, but I'm already working on like, you know, full like move sets, um, which I'll, I'll get into on another, um, another podcast, like maybe next episode. I, I, when you think about like a move set in the past, really what I did is just, we kind of went in and every night we would think like, Oh, I, I want to do this move. It's cool. And of course you have like your signature type moves. Um, most of our stuff was tag team signature stuff that we did every match. But when you think about like a formula of a match, it's good to have like a subset of moves that you do. Um, however many that may be, you don't really need a ton of moves in a match per se, but like, you know, my old philosophy was like go in there, do a bunch of kicks, a lot of like enziguris and tornado kicks and like rope grab enziguris and, you know, super kicks and that kind of shit. Uh, but it, it, it's good to have like, you know, I, I probably have a good like six or seven moves that I could build a match off of, um, where whether I was a heel or a baby face, I'd really be able to like incorporate the majority of that stuff. And it's pretty neutral. Um, and what I mean by neutral is like, I, I realized that the days of, you know, a heel doing a cool move and getting heat for it or whatever is, is done. Like anybody can do anything like heels are doing Canadian destroyers. And I mean, look at like Pac and AEW is, is one of their top heels and he's doing the black arrow or whatever he calls it. Now the, uh, 360 shooting star press. Like I, I, I recognize that, but there's ways like certain moves go and like sort of like the rhythm of it and, and the type of like response that may elicit that, um, it doesn't really lend itself to, to a baby face or a heel, you know, it just depends. So that's kind of what I mean by neutral. Like these moves could really be done and they could be seen as like an exciting, cool thing that a baby face does, or just a, a, a creative way to punish someone like a heel would do. And, and that, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking towards. Of course, you know, I love being like an RVD, uh, Jericho fan. I, you know, there's going to be a lot of kicks still. Cause I, I, I love, uh, strikes. Um, and I think I, I, this time too, I I'm really thinking of who like my heroes are in wrestling and, and really doing a lot of tribute type stuff to them. Um, taking a lot of stuff from their move sets. So, you know, my, my top people, which I already mentioned, like growing up Rob Van Dam, um, not so much anymore, but he was like, man, really captured my imagination. So, you know, frog splash, obviously a lot of people do that. I think that's a great, uh, tribute for him as well as Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. I've just, I, watching recently not even recently but over the last you know like 10 years or so like eddie and chris stuff chris uh <laughs> the i mean i can say his name what am i doing chris benoit uh <laughs> i don't know i'm like oh I, wwe employee i'm not um you know watching their stuff they're just fr- and, and dean malenko they were three of the literal best professional wrestling professional wrestlers on earth um so incorporating some stuff that they would do uh from the 
indie circuit, like a huge Chris Hero, like from 2007. And I just, man, that guy just, I, I, I truly think he's one of the best in the world. So really... I'm incorporating some of uh, some of like the the cravat type stuff that he does. I think would be pretty cool, and and that's those are really like my my go tos, my goats, if you will. And then you know Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, of course, up there as well. Um, just the way he grapples, I think it'd be cool to incorporate some jujitsu type of stuff in there, um, and like MMA type stuff, like you know Kyle O'Reilly and and Bobby Fish do, um, and and you know, utilize some, some like techniques and stuff that I actually know, like work in real life and, and throw that stuff in there. So that's kind of the idea behind the move set. I can chat about what else that looks like on a, on another episode, but, um, those are all the things on my mind. So that's kind of the little update for where we are. Um, so let's get into some like fitness and, uh, and diet stuff. Um, I, I definitely have, like I said, a lot of time to work on this and, uh, I'll let you know kind of what I'm doing and some updates and, and we'll, uh, dip our toes in that. Alrighty then to the fitness segment of the show. I have been working out, like really working out and not just like doing push-ups, uh, <laughs> like actually having programs and, and knowing some of the science behind movements since probably 2011. Previous to that, like I, I played sports in high school. I I mean, I was on sports teams where we were forced to, to exercise. So I, I got kind of a basic foundation from there and then really fell out of it. Never really... I mean, I thought doing push-ups in my room and, and eating a lot of protein is would uh, would get me some results, but really all it got me was um, a bunch of excess body fat. So when I moved out to Nashville in uh, 2011 and got with my uh, you know future tag team partner, he he's a, a big fitness guy. Like his dad is really into that kind of stuff, so he grew up around it, um, and he was always one of those. Uh, folks obsessed with just being a body guy, man. So, uh, he had a really great understanding, um, ended up actually, you know, being a personal trainer and stuff as well. So he knows what he's doing. And he got me really, really like thinking about like programming and lifts and, and what lifts target what, um, and, and why they're important. And from there, I just really like fell in love, honestly, with, with exercise, not cardio, but like weight, weight training, um, bodybuilding. Really? Um, I, I definitely dabbled my toes in some, some powerlifting type of things as well. Uh, and from there that of course sparked my interest into like nutrition and I got very, very involved in just like learning about nutrition. So I would say from 2011 to like 2013, so like two years, I know that's not very long, but for two years I was like, I mean, we worked out on a, on a schedule. We had programs that we did. I really, really was, um, watching my diet to, I, I guess I, what I was really doing was just counting macros. The, if it fits your macros was really like my thing. So, you know, really, really paid attention to the protein, carbs, and fats, cut soda out of my diet, um, cut like BS coffee out of my life. Just, just black coffee. If I was going to have any, you know, I would have the occasional like energy drink or whatever. 
And then, um, you know, I was under 21, so alcohol really wasn't a concern. I, you know, we would have it from time to time, but it wasn't really anything that um, I thought about or, or that really interfered with my diet. So that that was kind of what 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 kept me on track was just that and obviously it was for wrestling so like i you know and i became obsessed with like oh i need to look good so made like a ton of progress lost a bunch of weight got a lot of muscle definition and then i turned 21 uh and like it was tough because i i found that i really enjoyed beer and beer is not great for uh for your weight a lot of it's it's literally drinking a beer is like eating an entire loaf of bread so if you've had a whole day of, of food um that is not a great addition to the day every once in a while it's fine but it, i went down the path of of really uh not just having one a day and then you know previously in the podcast we've talked about my family and stuff and had some family problems at home literally had to stop wrestling and and kind of moved back home with my parents and that was, that was not good for me. Uh, <laughs> a lot of like drinking and just eating whatever I wanted, not really a lot of access to like gyms. And I just didn't really think about it. I bought some at home stuff, but like, didn't really, whatever. I just like messed around with it. It just wasn't super serious. And, um, so I gained a lot of weight. Like I, I would say naturally, like I'm six one and I would say my goal weight's probably where I look the best. I was like 175. Um a little bit of body fat, but decent muscle definition. And and I think really if I'm on track, that's probably a good between 185 and 180. I mean 175 and 180. Well, I was like 225 um in 2014. <laughs> and it was not a good look. Um, and I, I honestly started getting a little chubby during, during wrestling. Cause I was just eating so much. Cause I was like trying to power lift and, and really working on like maxing out like deadlifts and, and, you know, bench and, and overhead press and a little bit of squatting and I, I, and leg press really. And I wasn't, um, really doing a lot of, um, hydroperfy, um, hydroperfy. Oh man. I think I might've had a stroke, uh, <laughs> hypertrophy. <laughs> it's a hard word. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, so I wasn't doing a ton of that and, and not a lot of like, you know, bodybuilding. And so what happens when you're like not lifting as much, maybe you're lifting really heavy weight and just way overeating on calories and not really burning it off. It, you know, you get fat. It's a pretty simple formula. So got pretty chubby. And then, you know, I wasn't wrestling, but some other stuff happened in my, in my life. And I was like, man, I, I just, I need to get back on track. So I, uh, just decided to make a change. I, I got back into my nutrition, you know, studies and I, and I, YouTube was a huge help. Honestly. Um, I found like Greg O'Gallagher with Kino body and, um, Jeff Nippard and, um, who else did I used to watch? Matt does fitness and, 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 and a lot of people like that. And, and the Kino body stuff was really like around intermittent fasting. And this is when Rogan was, you know, all aboard the keto train and, I tried a lot of different stuff. So I started with intermittent fasting and I, I saw a ton of weight loss there because I just, I don't know if it was from intermittent fasting or if it was just because I didn't have enough time in the day to eat as much, but that really, really helps. Um, I cut back on the booze. Um, I, at least during the week, I, I just would only really drink like on weekends and, and not even that much. Um, 
and then from there I, I, I did keto. Um, I, I definitely got into a state of ketosis and I shed off like a ton of water weight, like very quickly, like within like three weeks, like I was, I was down, I think like, I don't know, 30 or 40 pounds, like a lot. Um, and, and that's kind of where my weight stayed. I was probably like 160 ish, maybe once. No, it was probably in like 170 something. Um, but not a whole lot of muscle mass. Cause again, I, I just wasn't working out as much. And, um, my parents live in the middle of nowhere. So like gym access wasn't really there. And then it kind of became less of a priority. It was a weird time for me. Um, but that, that really helped me kind of get back into shape and, and, and then, you know, I ended up relocating away from my parents again, which was nice and getting kind of a career kicked off and, you know, I'm living in cities, so there's gyms everywhere. And, and that's where I really got back into it. And I've been on a program steady, um, since then it's been years. Um, obviously this pandemic really kind of screws things up. And, uh, 2019 was a weird year. I ended up taking a job that just took a lot of time away from me. So I was still going to the gym, but like diet wise, man, it was a lot of fast food and just, it was tough. Um, and then the drinking, I wouldn't say I have a problem with drinking, but like it, I, I do enjoy a beer and sometimes it was like a beer or two every night and it does add up. It really does. So gained a little bit of weight, but, um, was able to lose some of it. And I'm in that process where I'm really like, you know, shedding it off. And I was in a really great, uh, routine at the gym and then no more gym. Um, luckily I, I've always had those Bowflex weights. Thank God. Cause they're like, currency right now online like it is unbelievable to like they're sold out and people are selling them for thousands of dollars but they're like 320 bucks when i bought them and uh, they're like the adjustable weights they like click and they i only have the 52 pound ones so but it's better than nothing i'm happy that i had them because i was able to do some dumbbell exercises and i was able to squeak out like a bench um, somehow an Olympic bar and some plates, like mostly 25s and fives. Cause the 45s are just, I mean, they're, they're gone. You can't get them, but I able, I was able to get enough to where I could do some stuff and I had some resistance bands so I can get pretty decent workouts done at home. So I'm really focusing on, on them right now and really just staying consistent and making sure that I'm motivated. Um, I, uh, today for example, um, it, it's silly with the lack of equipment and, and all that to, to do like a bro split, which is like a push day, a pull day, a leg day, whatever. So to, for me, um, I really do try to do, this is kind of what I do. So, um, I do like full upper, so it's push pull. So back chest shoulders, um, and, and arms, um, and a little bit of neck stuff too, three times a week. Um, so that I, you know, I, I give my body time to recover and I can really hit like really hard. Like I, I go as hard as I can for, for as long as I can. A lot of different stuff. Um, I still focus on big lifts with the bar. I'm doing overhead press, uh, and I'm able to, um, you know, do some, do some accessory shoulder work as well. And, and some bench press and, uh, some flies and then, you know, rows and, and things like that. Not really enough weight to do deadlifts, but I still just do like lighter deadlifts, but just like a lot of them. And then I'll try to a couple times a week, uh, do like a full leg where I, I really like focus in on multiple leg exercises. And I'll, I usually just because it's an upper body business, brother, I'll throw some arms in there. Uh, just so my arms get some extra, extra work in and some extra volume. 
So today, for example, um, I hit, uh, I did, it was a, like a leg arm day. So I hit squats um, and they're not heavy because I don't have enough weights. Like I said, I have 225s, two, 210s. Two so, I mean, you know, and with the bar, it's, it's like 135 pounds and that's it. Um, you know, my, my max uh, for like all lifts was much higher than that. <laughs> uh, I'll get into that in a sec, but because I don't have, you know, enough weight, it's just like a lot. So, um, I'll, I'll pop the bar up and I'll, you know, I'll try to do like five or six sets of like 20, um, plus if I can of squats. Um, it, it's very, very difficult, honestly, um, after like the second or third set. So, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try to make sure my first like three sets I have 20. And then if I start tapering down, um, what I'll do is I'll add some like pause, um, into the squat. So like I'll squat like halfway and just kind of sit there for a minute and then stand back up. And I do have some knee problems, so that doesn't feel great. Um, but, uh, I'm definitely feeling it the next day and it feels good. Um, overall, then, you know, I'll do some uh, stair steps with some dumbbells in either hand and, and just like I have like a chair in my garage and I'll just step on it, stand straight up, flex my glute. Um, that really works the glutes uh, and the hammies. And then I'll just do some like standing like lunges, um, which, God, this sucks so bad. Um, and then, you know, I'll hold the dumbbells or the bar and I'll just do some calf calf raises. And, and really, it's just as many as I can. Um and, uh, I'll lay across the bench and do some, some hip thrusts to, to hit the glutes even more. Cause uh, I got to work on that, that booty. Um, and then as far as arms go, um, I have a, I, there's so many different arm things that you can do. Um, but so I'll focus on some, what I consider like a major, um, lifts for arms. So, uh, with the bar, I'll, I'll do some skull crushers, um, laying down on the bench and I'll, I'll try to get you know, I still have a respectable weight for arm stuff, honestly. So, you know, I do like four sets of, of 10 to 12. Um, and I'm a big fan of reverse pyramid. So I'll start with the heaviest set first and, and maybe do 10 if I can. If not, you know, I'll get eight. Uh, and then I'll lower the weight a little bit for the last few sets and, and try to get, you know, a higher higher rep range, like 12 or so, maybe more. Um, and then did some extremely well, for me, heavy curls, uh, with, with the whole 135 bar. I mean, I could get out, uh, three sets of eight, um, and then I would lower the weight, um, and, and do, uh, mercy thirties. If anybody knows what, what those are, uh, that's a Scott Herman thing. Um, so basically it's like wide grip and you do 10 and then you go like uh, medium grip and you do 10 and then you go close grip and do 10 and that, that'll kill your arms. Um, and then I'll do some like tricep pull downs with the band just for some, some additional volume. Um, and then maybe I'll do some like, uh, hammer curls or across the chest curls. So I, I have a lot of, uh, different arm stuff that I do to really like vary it. Um, but that's what I did like today, for example. Right. Um, and, and obviously on future installments, I'll let you guys know what I did, what I did, uh, throughout the week as well. Um, and then just for like cardio, um, I'll do some, I'd taken a lot of walks, but then I'll do some farmer walks as well, where I'm holding the dumbbells and just like kind of walking around them as, as much as I can, like outside, um, outside my garage and back in and everything like that. I get some heart rate going. Um, and then as far as like dieting stuff, like I said, I've, I, I've really been able to pay attention to it. So, um, I, 
I really um, am into intermittent fasting. So the earliest that I'll eat throughout the day is at two. I mean, I'll give myself that like seven or eight hour eating window if I do that. So I'll stop eating by nine or 10 so that I have at least that 16 hour fast. Um, And when I break my fast, I think it's really important to break it with something filling and also like nutritious. Some days I just, I don't have time because I'm like working or I'm in a meeting or something. And, And I'll try to just keep it like lower carb if I'm not working out that day. So I'll man, it's tough, but I'll eat like, um, what did I eat today? So I, I love, uh, like breakfast sandwiches and real good foods makes, uh, like really low carb ones where like the, the bun or, or whatever, uh, is, is like made of chicken and like cheese instead of, um, like bread. So it'll do that. And then there's like bacon and like an egg in there as well. So really good, um, like fats and, and, and protein and, and pretty low carb. Um, and then, I'll do a protein shake. Um, I really uh, enjoy Quest protein. Um, I, I'm also a big fan of Pea Science. So uh, I, I take those aminos after I work out um, and, and I'll use some of their pre-workout. Um, and, and I've thought about dipping my toes back into like creatine as far as supplements, but I don't, I, and I probably should. And Pea Science has Truteine, which is, is, is good. And, and maybe I'll do that. Um, but yeah, so I'll have that protein shake and then, um, I'll have like, I've been eating a lot of oatmeal. If I'm going to do carbs, I just, I don't know why just kind of on an oatmeal kick. And then dinners, luckily my, my lovely girlfriend is, is home. Um, and she, she cooks a lot, which is amazing. And she makes pretty healthy stuff. A lot of like chicken dishes, like lower carb. Um, and if we do carbs, it's like sweet potato and, and things like that which is great. Um, like I said, a lot of like chicken thighs just cause I think it tastes better than chicken breast. And sometimes chicken breast can be tough to eat. So I'll, I'll do chicken thighs, good and fat, um, good and protein tastes way better. We don't do red meat as much, but if I do, I try to stick with like bison. Um, and we'll do steak from time to time as well. And if we eat out like yesterday we ate out, right? So like I, we ordered in, well, I guess we ordered in, so like I, I did some sushi. Um, so you just make sure you like try to stay on the healthier end of things. Like it's, it is what it is, man. It's not that serious. Um, I think as long as your macros look, look pretty good. Um, and, and I'm just trying to drink as much water as possible. Coffee in the morning, really try to limit like even diet sodas. Cause even though they're calorie free, like some of the, the artificial sweeteners can, can just have a negative effect on your body and can, cause it to, to store fat is, is, and I, I do believe that. So, um, I, I, I try to, you know, really stay on the side of like water and black coffee and stuff like that. And if I'm going to do diet soda, I, I'm trying to, to, to really cut back on it. Um, and, and that's honestly like kind of what I eat throughout the day. It's not really exciting, um, but I'm really able to control my calories and, and monitor my macros from home from time to time. Like we're huge fans of fat and weird cookies. If you guys know what those are, they're amazing. And and if I have one of those, it's like try to only do it on the weekends and I eat half and the girlfriend eats the other half. Um, but like, dude, every once in a while, it's fine. It's just, it's, it's about consistency, not about perfection. So you got to have a cheat meal every now and then. And, and that's what we'll do. Um, uh, along with probably some wings or something like that. Um, so that's kind of my philosophy on my diet. It's not necessarily like any sort of like fad that I'm following. It's more so just like be kind of conscious of what I'm eating. Try not to snack. Like if, if I want 
chips or something. Like I'll try to just do like some pop chips because they're they're not fried. They're a little bit lower calorie. They taste the same to me. They're delicious, and and I'll try to you know have half a bag of those, and I, I feel good. And then just wait for dinner. Um, and yeah, I you know fitting in some more vegetables, uh, specifically just like broccoli and peas are the easiest things for me to eat. So so I just throw that into everything and. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, take my vitamin C every day, my multivitamin, allergy medicine, because it's allergy season along with pandemic season. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm putting into my body and, and how I'm lifting to stay lean. I also um, follow BJJ Fanatics. Um, if anybody is a jiu-jitsu enthusiast, uh, John Danaher put up some free content on there, which is pretty neat. So there's just like some drills you can do at home, which I think is going to help me like stay flexible with my job. I, I'm just sitting like all day. So I get really locked up. Um, and so I'll do some of that, some like rolling and stuff like that. Cause I have some space and then also, um, a so right. I actually heard about this on the major wrestling figure podcast and looked it up and Joe Rogan had someone on talking about it. And, and there's some other guys that I like that, that use it. Um, and it's like a, your psoas muscles, which are like, um, kind of like in the front, like by your hips, they, they really, they get tight when you sit for a long period of time and, uh, it can actually give you some bad lower back problems. Um, and so I'll, uh, I'll get on that. So right. And dude, it kills very inexpensive. I, I recommend it. It hurts so bad, but then the, the after effect is amazing. So I'll make sure to use that to say kind of loosened up as well. Um, like after I work out, um, and, and, you know, cause I think that that's key. Like when we're at home, I think it's going to be so easy to just sit in one spot for such a long time. And, uh, you just, you can't, you can't do that. Um, so that's kind of, uh, you know, a good baseline for fitness. I think in future installments, I'll go over like very specific workouts and like sets and reps and everything that I did. Um, as well as like kind of what I ate for the week, um, just so that folks can kind of have an idea. I'm not saying it's going to necessarily be the right thing for you to do, but it's really just kind of about my progress and like what I'm feeling and Hey, I could shift and pivot and, and change some things. And, um, uh, this is just what I'm doing to make sure I can, I can kind of stay in as, as good a shape as possible. So when things get back to normal, I can, uh, I can still run the ropes and take bumps and, and not die. So that's, <laughs> that's the goal. And this would be the fantasy booking section, as you may or may not have heard in that fantastic transition music. Um, what I'm going to do here is, is, is I kind of explained it earlier, but starting next week, I, this is going to be an included segment here in the, in the pod. And I'm really going to take a look at some stuff from past, present, um, you know, not so long ago, or maybe even stuff I think that should occur in the future. And I'm going to talk about how I would have booked that. Um, I've had a lot of time, (laughs) even though I'm working, like a lot of the stuff that I do, I don't necessarily have to be fully engaged for. So sometimes I just kind of drift off. Uh, I end up on eBay buying, uh, wrestling figures a lot for my wrestling figure room, which is not great financially. But I am almost done. Well, I'm lying. I'm not almost done. But 
<laughs> I'm getting really close to to my uh, ECW uh, original San Francisco Toy Makers collection, and things the prices are just going up, which is great. And that new uh, New Jack documentary on Vice really kind of screwed things up for me. But when I'm not doing that, I'm thinking about storylines or, or booking um, in the past that I really maybe didn't agree with or maybe would have done something a little different on uh, and, and just armchair booking. And I feel like it would be cool to share it with you guys and get some conversation going. Like, here's what I think I would have done. Um, I, and, you know, like I said, maybe it won't make a ton of business sense, like looking at how things would have unfolded. But to me, like if you booked something differently, the butterfly effect would occur and other things would be different too. So maybe it would have changed the landscape of certain things. I don't really know where I want to start because there's so many in my head, you know, and the first thing I always go to is, um, how I would have booked RVD, um, in like 2006. Um, but I, I also almost kind of want to, I'm going to zero in on like current day just because it's top of mind. And there are the WWE roster is so bloated and it's cool. Cause a lot of guys are getting the opportunity to work for like the biggest wrestling company in the world, but it's, it's almost like so bloated that these guys who, who have so much talent and a lot more to offer, just like you, there's no room for them. You literally can't give everyone a spot. And I get that, but there's certain people where I'm like, come on. Um, I think one of the consensus would be like Cesaro. Um, another consensus would be, maybe be a Cedric Alexander. That one kind of bugs me. And now Ricochet who just kind of just fell out. Um, and, and Alistair Black who, who may still be destined for some bigger things, but seems to kind of just be kind of floating there. So I have a lot to choose from. Um, and I think I'll, 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 I'll likely choose one of those to start because I already have a lot of this stuff like planned out in my head and, uh, it'll be cool to kind of chat about. And, uh, I don't know, man, there there's there's just so many things and then and maybe i'll move to different companies or maybe i'll even get into here's where i think aew just signed a few guys and here's where i maybe if i were them where i think they could have landed or should have um i might dive into some new japan stuff as well and and what i think may happen to, to some of of the the gaijin i think that's how you say it um, over there, specifically like a Jay White, where I could see him potentially signing with an AEW or WWE uh, down the line. Um, and maybe I'll just fantasy book myself in a WWE. Uh, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But that that's kind of going to be the the basis of this of this segment. And I, I think it'll be fun. Uh, and I think like I like I you know alluded to previously, it, it could really spark some cool conversation and, and get some good stuff going while we're in quarantine and. You can't hear me babble about my wrestling training. So that'll be coming soon, uh, as soon as next week, actually. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I, I you got something out of this week's. If nothing else, just, man, work out. Like, just force yourself to do it. If we're quarantined for months and, and you're just hanging out, it's going to suck uh, mentally. You're going to get into a bad place. So even if you don't have wrestling training or a wrestling career or sports or anything like that to train for just like do it for yourself man and you don't have to do anything crazy just like go take a walk run in a circle do some jumping jacks do some yoga yoga's great do something like that just just get the blood flowing and, and i think it'll 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 help because we're in crazy times and, and you got to keep yourself healthy first and foremost so thanks for listening uh this week guys i think that's gonna do it 
Next week, uh, we'll dive into some fantasy booking. We'll, we'll chat about the fitness stuff again. And who knows? Maybe there'll be some, some more news that we can dive into or I'll have some more updates for you. The only person who knows is going to be the future me. So, you know, there's, there's that. Now I'm just rambling. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thanks for listening, guys. And I'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.